planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to another episode of the Ever Black Podcast, proudly brought to you by Blacklight Art Design and RW Promotion. I'm your host, Nev. Joining us on this episode is good friend of the program, Miller from Black Reno, who are going to be dropping their long-awaited debut album, Noise Smasher, on October 25th. Not only that, the boys will be hitting the road to celebrate the release, supporting sludge metal legends I Hate God in Japan and Australia this November, which is just massive. So many people I know are looking forward to that tour. Uh, The album Noise Smasher itself is just face-melting and heavy as hell, but also it's got a lot of depth lyrically, and it's just incredibly well thought out. They've spent a hell of a lot of time putting this thing together, and it just really shows. Um, It's definitely going to be one of the the strongest releases of this year, I think, and uh, will no doubt end up being a classic go-to album for a lot of people. So if you liked the Let's Start a Cult EP, you're going to love the shit out of this. It's massive. It's it's a huge step up for these guys. They've really outdone themselves, and uh, just incredible live. They're probably one of our most intense live bands uh, you can pre-order Noise Smasher now through all digital retailers, but if you really want to help the guys out, jump onto their Bandcamp and grab one of their merch bundles. You know they deserve all the support. They, they're really hardworking dudes, and they uh, travel around everywhere and uh, put in the put in the hours. So, uh, so yeah, get behind them. Uh, you can also see the guys live at their Noise Smasher launch party on October 26 at the Factory Theatre in Sydney. So, if you're in the area, head on down. It's going to be a good night. But if not, get your tickets to see them with I Hate God now. Uh, that tour is going to absolutely go off. Uh, the tour kicks off on November 8 in Adelaide at the Enigma, then November 9 in Melbourne at Max Watts, November 10 in Hobart at the Brisbane Hotel, November 11 in Canberra at the Basement, November 13 in Newcastle at the Cambridge Hotel, November 14 in Sydney at the Crowbar, and then November 15 in Brisbane at the Crowbar with our good friends the Black Swamp, and then they head over to New Zealand. November 16 in Wellington at Valhalla, and November 17 in Auckland at the Whammy Bar. Tickets are on sale now. Soundworksdirect.eventbrite.com. Also want to give a big shout-out to uh, my buddy Tim from The Faction uh, for airing this on the station last week. Now, The Faction, uh, if you're unaware, is an online heavy music radio station that plays not only some of the biggest bands in the world, but they also throw their support behind uh, the underground bands, upcoming bands as well. Uh, download the app from the App Store or head to thefaction.live for more info and get behind it because they're one of the strongest supporters of uh, Aussie music and Aussie bands, so uh, get on to that. All right, before we go into this episode, we have to mention it's brought to you by our good friends at Blacklight Art Design who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media. Great guys and uh, excellent work. www.blacklightad.com.au Show is also brought to you by good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business, www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also, you could subscribe to the Everblack podcast through Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes podcast, YouTube, and, of course, uh, Facebook, where we upload them. 
and you can uh, stream that while you're scrolling through. All our reviews and articles uh, go up to www.everblackmedia.com. Feel free to uh, leave us a review. It, it, every bit helps. And keep sharing our stuff. We really appreciate that, guys. All right. Here is my chat with Miller from Black Reno. Noise Smasher comes out on October 25th. Get your tickets now to the I Hate God Tour, which is also going to be huge. Horns high and enjoy. Miller, how's it going, man? Very well. Yourself, Nev? Yeah, good, brother. Good to have you back on the show. Now, uh, your new album, Noise Smasher, comes out on October 25th, and it's fucking awesome, man. You and the boys have done really, really well with this one. Well, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, it's very nice of you to say. I've been, I've been listening to it a lot, and uh, it's heavy. It's got everything that you'd want from a Black Reno album, man. It's sick. And where'd the, where'd the title come from? You know, we're all just trying to throw names around. It's funny when you're trying to come up with names for bands and, mm. and albums and stuff. I'm, I'm sure you and the boys do the same thing where you sort of throw a bunch <laughs> of names around it, and they're all fucking stupid, you know? <laughs> And then you sort of, <laughs> got it over, then you sort of get stuck. But there was just, I was trying, we we're trying to work out the name. And, and like, I guess the, the, the album has a lot of obvious different influences throughout it. It's it's not sort of, you know, one thing or one no. style the whole way through. You know, it all sort of ties together. But but it um there's a lot of different sort of influences and, and things like that within it. And, um, you know, basically we're just smashing a bunch of noise together and, and I like the Dillinger Escape Plan dude's um, label called Party Smasher. I think that sounds <laughs> fucking cool, you know. I just think that sounds cool, and I kind of, I kind of uh, took a little bit of influence from that and thought, oh, Noise Smasher sounds pretty cool, and it sort of makes sense with um, with the music we're doing and and the you know the sound of the albums, just all this stuff jammed together, and yeah, that's sort of how I sort of came up with that. Sums it up perfectly, man. Yeah. So last time we spoke, you mentioned that you you were recording or finishing up. Uh, how long were you guys holding out on us? About a year. Um, yeah. So we sort of finished it quite a while ago, actually. Yeah. Um, and we had plans on getting it out earlier, and some things just took a little bit longer. You know, like sometimes things take a bit longer than you expect. Sometimes, mm. like especially because like I'm I'm recording at my studio. And so some of those processes was, you might think, oh, you know, you can just get in and do it whenever you want. We're sort of, we're fitting it around some other things that are going on there as well, because the band's not paying to record with me. It doesn't cost, you know, Reno money for, for that, but it just also means that it's like, okay, cool. We got to wait till there's five days free so we can go and do the drums, <laughs> you know, or, or like, yeah. you know, sort of, fit, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that sort of happening, not too much, but a little bit of that happening. You know, and then like when I recorded the vocals, you know, I've just recorded them all myself, like in the control room, just by myself, you know, and I'd just go in one day when I finished with this, a session with a band and they'd leave and then I'd go, all right, cool, I've got the afternoon free, I'll, I'll smash out a song. And then, you know, the next day or a day later after that, I'd, I'd do the same thing again. So the vocals kind of took a little while to do just because, um, you know, I wasn't just doing it all, you know, doing full days worth of recording either because it's pretty hectic when you just fucking screaming your head off into a microphone and then doing all the editing and checking the takes and working out which ones to keep and don't all, mm. you know, just at once. So it's kind of spread out a little bit that way. And then just, um, you know, just organizing how we're going to go about releasing it, how we're going to, what we're going to do also. And then sort of, you know, we caught wind that this thing was going to happen with, I hate God, which was a little bit down the track. So we knew about that for a little while. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, when are we going to, well, maybe we just hold off for a little while longer and release it when we do this tour with I Had God and, and sort of 
make it a, a, an extra special thing. You know, it's like super special to us, obviously, because it's our first album. But then also we get to go on tour with I Hate God. And that's, you know, <laughs> fucking insanely special within itself. So it kind of was like, well, let's just, yeah, okay, cool. We're, we're ready to go, but we've got this epic thing happening just a little way down the line. So let's just be patient and, and put it all out there and, and sort of, you know, yeah, make it all, all come together. It's worth the wait, man. As I said, I've been spinning it a fair bit over the last few days, and um, it's pretty damn perfect, eh? I've got to say, man, like... Thanks, man. It's a lot of... You can hear that you guys put a, a shitload of work into it. This one's a little bit more personal, to my understanding. Is that right? Lyrically? Yeah, I think I think it, it is. Um, definitely, there's there's a few more things in there of, of my own personal thoughts and, and you know... Got our little ups and downs and things like that. That that there's some some things in there about that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. So it, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, it's like it's a real mix. You know, there's some mm. songs that are really um, yeah, really from from the heart, I guess, like that. And then there's songs like one. There's a song about me wanting to fucking blow God up with some dynamite strapped to me because he's being a dick, which is just <laughs> silly as fuck. You know, like, but it's just a fun song. It's just kind of a fun, silly song as well. You know. Um, and there's a song in there about me rocking up to my mate's wedding after a massive, massive bender, getting up and doing a speech, completely wasted, and making a fool of myself. <laughs> is, that, is that a true story? Yeah, totally. Uh, the song, the, the track on there, Vortex, that starts with I've been, the first lyric is I've been drinking, and um, yeah, that was um, me and another best mate of mine. Uh, so a good friend of mine from New Zealand. You know, he's originally from New Zealand, was in Australia, was getting married, and all the crew came over from New Zealand. And over the years, his crew from New Zealand and my crew here have all become mates and all partied together. And we got a bit excited a few days out from the, the wedding. And um, and then, you know, a couple of days later, we were still partying. <laughs> <laughs> and got up at the, the uh, wedding and presented a, uh, a pretty rambunctious speech. <laughs> So did you tell your mate that you're all right? Has he oh, heard yeah, no, he's, yeah, yeah, he's heard the song. I showed him the song. Yeah, yeah, he had a good laugh about it. <laughs> I think he's actually got footage of me do, of, of me doing the speech somewhere. He hasn't showed me yet. I haven't, I haven't got around to searching it out, but he's got footage of it. And it's like, I basically go into this spiel about this, you know, trying to make this analogy between the two of them. And, and you know, he, him and his partner, they're both my best mates. Like, I'm super close to both of them. And, um... I know the family, both families really well and, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm. But, like, I started going to this, like, you know, this thing that I, this thing I was going to say and then I just completely lost train of thought and then I just started swearing my head off telling someone, I fucking love you and I fucking love you and this is the coolest <laughs> shit ever. And then, like, I ended it with, like, you know, holding the microphone like I was on stage screaming, everyone make some noise. <laughs> like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, and then I remember my mate afterwards, he came up and he's like, mate, honestly, bro, he's like, that was the best speech in the night. I fucking loved it. Because <laughs> it was honest. It was just loose. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a That's real, awesome. There's, there's a real mix of stuff in the in the album in there for sure. Well, there's the uh, I saw the clip of uh, of you guys spinning the test pressing as well. But that that must have been awesome, man. The, the purple vinyl. Yeah, out. we got purple vinyls coming out. Um, yeah, that was pretty pretty sick. Like you know, I haven't actually put anything that I've recorded on vinyl before personally uh, from my own material of any band I've ever been in or anything like that. So. You know, this is my first actual proper studio full-length album where I'm playing in that album. Like, you know, like I've recorded them for other people, but where I'm actually 
in the band, this is my first full length. I've done a bunch of BPs, so with bands, but not like yeah, this. So it's just the whole thing's just you know, I'm really, really uh, psyched about it. Really cool, really cool. Yeah, man, that must have been a, mm. a, an awesome moment to hear what you've written and spent hours, hours and hours and hours working on 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 vinyl, man. Like to hear that through the groove. And- it was pretty cool, me and the boys. All you know, we always whenever little things like that happen, you know, like. I mean, sometimes we don't get to because our drummer, Dougie, lives up on, on this, up, up about an hour and a half up the coast from us. But whenever, mm. like, some little cool thing, like, happen, happens like that, like, you know, we all try to get together and, and share the moment. I remember the first time one of our tracks got played on Triple J on the, um, on the hardcore program, on the punk sort of hardcore program. And it was random. They just spun it, like, this was, like, three years ago. One of the first songs we ever put up, they just randomly picked out and played. And we were like, oh, we're getting played on, you know, we all fucking got together at at um at Dougie's house and um you know fucking had a listen it was cool we just yeah had a little little moment the three of us was good yeah that's sick and and the video for uh, human is is pretty awesome too with the light switches who came up with that one it's genius uh that is uh that was James one of the guys from um Scoundrel Films they um they put the the clip together for us and they were the def- they, they were the brains behind the ideas and all that kind of stuff we sort of said hey you know this is what we want to do this is you know, this is our budget. This is this is what we want to do and the kind of vibe we want. And um, and then he pretty much was like, "Hey, man, I've been listening to the song. I've got this idea about this light switch and blah blah blah." And, and um, we were just like straight away. We like sort of read the, the he read his ideas that he sent through in the email. And we we're like, so "This is cool, lads. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's yep, let's go with this." And then you know, swapped a couple of ideas back and forth. But but basically, you know, like hats off to 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 the guys at Scoundrel. Uh, films for doing that because they did yeah they they nailed it they, they did a really good job stoked with it what was the hardest part about filming it was where where the little girl was uh switching it on and off real quick Nah, she was killer do you know the band low yes okay so adrian the bass player from low that's his his little girl um How's that? and he yeah well he's actually the dude that he's he's one of the producers of the clip so we saw I, the, the way that whole coming to work with them came together was you know like like low is a band that like one of the best bands in australia man they Absolutely. rock they they are fucking shit hot and their video clip where they got the pink goo and everything all that sort of i'm sure you've seen it um i can't remember the name of the song i think it's orca it's just phenomenal and, and I, I was chatting with sam messaged him on facebook one night the singer and i was like hey man who did that clip you know i was like we, we you know the boys in reno we love it and he's like, oh, actually, our bass player put it together. He's got this production company, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I reached out to, to Adrian and was like, hey, you know, here's the song. And, and he's like, man, I'll, I'll chat with one of the guys at work, and, and which was James, and we'll have we'll see if we can come up with something. And and then that's sort of how it all happened. And I, I didn't really – but, like, yeah, well, like, it was – and, the, you know, so then he was there with us shooting on the day and he got his little girl involved. And, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, like pulling everyone – pulling cool. in all different – yeah, you know, pulling in a lot of different friends to come and help. You know, we had um, a good mate of ours, Julian, from a cool band, Red Gazelle, good rock band from Sydney down here. You know, he, he was just on set for like 18 hours that day. Like literally it was an 18-hour day, just carrying our amps and stuff around for us. We had heaps of friends pulling in, you know, Dougie's missus. Was, everyone was just like putting in full effort and helping out. It was a really big group effort. It was really cool. That that it is a cool clip, <laughs> man. And it's awesome hearing uh, those stories behind the making of it too. And, of course, Everyone knows you're one of the hardest touring bands around, and it, it seems like you do what you got to do when it comes to, uh, you know, sleeping in van, camping out, couch surfing. Just you, you guys just do what you do to get the job done. Is that a common thing for you guys still? 
Uh, yeah, like just this weekend, we drove down to Melbourne and back, and uh, Nano brought his little camping gas stop tove, and we're sitting down at Aubrey by the river there, and he's like cooking us up chorizo and eggs, and we're sitting by the river, and man, we spent the whole weekend, we spent like 70 bucks on food for the whole weekend, um, but for three of us, and we ate super well, it was so funny, we were at the Bendigo Hotel, we played a little festival on Saturday called Ant Fest, and there's this metal band, like, you know, there's like 15 bands, we duck upstairs to get some dinner, we get, you know... 15 bands playing or something more. It's just, it's just like thrash metal going on downstairs and we can hear it. And we're just upstairs in our little room with a little gas stop camping stove. And we're like cooking up like a mad feed, like falafel and capskin and mushrooms and all this stuff. And then we had, we're sitting there eating tiramisu that we bought from Audi. <laughs> putting on coffees and shit. We've just been drinking a bunch of beers. and We're sitting out there. We're a little bit pissy. And we're just, like, laughing at ourselves at this, like, full, like, gourmet spread that we've just made, like, in this, in the middle of this metal festival. <laughs> it's just fucking random. <laughs> but, you know, it saves us money and it means we can do it, you know. Like, to fly down to Melbourne, some people go, like, friends go, why don't you just fly down for the weekend? And it's mm. like, well, you know, th- there's a $1,000 in, or maybe $800 in flights, plus a hire car, which is going to be 500 bucks for the weekend by the time you pay all the, you know, the extras on top, like, the you know, the insurance and all that sort of shit. Um, or we can spend 300 bucks in petrol, you know, and, and we and, and we can continually do this. You know, we can actually maintain that because we can do that multiple times throughout the year or whenever we want to do it as opposed to if you, you know, like obviously when we do tours that are like, you know, every different night, different city sort of like, you know, Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, like what we'll do with, with like, hey, God, we're flying around then. But for the, for the other little things, you've just got to just be smart with your money so you can keep doing it because otherwise it's just fucking ridiculously expensive. It's, it's hard to do. So he's going to, yeah, he's going to do that so you, so you can because otherwise, I don't know, because then you get to do it, I guess. <laughs> do, you th- do you think a lot of bands, you know, especially younger bands, don't tour enough because they think that they have to stay in hotels and live comfortably and instead of making those sacrifices, they're kind of missing out on on the joys of that, in a way. Oh, yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I think, like, I don't know if it's because they, they think they've got to stay in big hotels and stuff. I, I know for us guys, like, there's the realities of what we, you know, there's just there's, the reality is that, like, if you want to be in a touring band and all that kind of stuff and, like, really go hard, like, fucking do it. Like, mm. push it as hard as you can. It costs money, and, and there's no point doing it unless you can you, you can you can pay for some flyers to be printed and let people know that you're coming to town, put an ad on Facebook about it or, or whatever the hell you choose to do for your promo. But, like, what shits me is when I hear bands or people in general, and I hear it, you, hear, you know, like I've heard it so many times before, when they're like, oh, you know, we couldn't afford, you can't afford to do that. And how do you know, like, like some of the tours, tours that we've put together have been pretty extensive, long, lots of, you know, like six Six, five or six weeks every weekend, you're playing two or three shows and you're driving huge distances or, or traveling or whatnot. And they're like, oh, we can't afford to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, how much did you spend on Coke at the last yeah. fucking, <laughs> at the last fucking bent on the last bender you had or on booze yeah. every weekend or all that? You know, like, how much did you spend on, on partying? How much did you spend on alcohol? Like, we all like to have a good time, but they're the things that we, I know I look at it and I go, well, what would I rather do? Go out every weekend and smash it up on the beers, or just save, or just save it for for cool occasions and be able to go and do these things. It's always still expensive to do these things, but it's it's doable. You've just got to manage 
like, you know, like, you know, like manage, manage yourself, you know, and, and prioritize what it is you actually want to do, you know, where you spend your money. <laughs> yeah, spend it on tour. I want to spend it on tour with my band. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's it. Some people, they, they don't know? see that, you know. And that's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like what that's like the first song in the album is is, is basically about that. Like that song yeah. to, is basically saying get off your fucking ass and go and do these things. Stop whinging. Stop stop asking mm. for someone else to organise it for you. Stop saying oh it's too hard because oh I, I don't have a manager or I don't have this or blah blah blah. I had a I wrote that one like after I had a conversation with this this chap I know that I know through ways we'll just say and um. And he was like, oh, he'd always be asking me on how I seem to be able to get gigs and, and, and tour with the band. Oh, how do you do it, Elsie? How do you do it? You know, I'd always help him out and give him advice. But every time he'd come in, he'd say to me, there was always some like, reason why he couldn't do it himself. I don't know. And I was just like, just fucking pull your finger out and do it, man. Like, it's yeah, it's just put the effort in. Like, just just stop, stop, stop waiting. Stop saying that you can't do it because you don't have, like, the contact. Like, when we started doing it, when I, when I started booking bands and booking tours in a band. I, I didn't have the contacts. So I didn't fucking know anyone. I just got off my ass and spent like every night sitting behind the computer for hours and hours and hours until I worked it out. Yeah, yeah. And just kept doing that. And it's just like, you know, any, all young bands can do it. They just got to, you know, put the effort in, man. That, that's, that's all it is. That's I could ramble on about this kind of shit for yeah. ages. Man. i got some strong <laughs> opinions on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so stop me if I do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love hearing it. I love hearing it. Um, well, you're heading to Japan uh, with I Hate God uh, before you do the tour down here. That's that's going to be incredible. You've toured Japan before, haven't you? No. Uh, none of us have ever been to Japan before. We've we've only been out of the country as a band once, which was South by Southwest in um, – That's right. In 2017. Um and yeah, so this is this is the first time Reno has, has gotten out of the country since then. And we yeah, it's gonna be gonna be crazy. We've got four shows we've got four shows in Japan. We've got one in Osaka, one in Nagoya, and two in Tokyo. Um that's like the first, second, third, fourth of, of November. The day after that we fly straight to Perth, and then I think it's the seventh. We play Perth, then Adelaide, then I think it's Melbourne, Hobart, Sydney, Brisbane. And then the day after that, we're playing in Wellington and then Auckland in New Zealand. Um, so it's like, I think it's like, it's 14 shows in like 17 days, I think it is. That's um, incredible. Because, yeah, it is. It's 14 shows in 17 days over three countries. It's fucking insane. So much traveling that, around. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> and with I Hate God, I mean, I guess you, you uh, grew up listening to them as well. I didn't grow up listening to them, no, actually. I caught on to them a bit later on. My teenage years, I was listening to like, Dead Kennedys and Pennywise and Bad Brains and Bad Religion. I was like a little, I was more of like a little punk rock kid when I was when I was younger. Um, then I sort of sort of found the the heavy metal when I was probably about seventeen or eighteen, you know. And that was when I got like brought into like well, basically discovered like Fear Factory and Pantera and you know all that like late nineties sort of sort of stuff. Um, Corn and shit like that, you know. Like I was probably listening to Corn when I was about seventeen, and Metallica was like the first band I ever really got into. And then I sort of discovered like Frenzel Rom Man and punk rock, and <laughs> I was like, that was my. I was like, you know, fourteen years old and just running around at Frenzel concerts. It was sick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I 
Yeah. No, I was I was that dude too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. I was, I, yeah, Me I, too. I loved it. But then, yeah, and then sort of got a bit older, and then you know got more into the metal and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and, and sort of sort of then went down that that path. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, hey, God, basically, fucking like, we, you know, that's going to be an insane. It's insane. It's just, yeah, it's just pretty special to be able to release our album and go on tour with those guys. Man, it's it's what a way to the end of the year. I mean, mm. holy shit, dude, it's timed perfectly, and uh, we can't wait to see uh, see where you guys come, coming up next. So, what do you got planned for twenty twenty? Anything uh, set in stone? Any news? Nothing set in stone as such. Uh, we're, we're trying to organise a few things at the moment, and. Um, just trying to get our heads around what we're doing. Just trying to get all our shit together to release this album, man. Just organizing everything, you know. It's just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all ready to go. But you know, like, like it's always, it's always, you know, organizing things at the last minute, making sure you've got got this and that lined up. But um, but yeah, twenty twenty, man, we'll, we'll be um, we'll be going hard. There'll be there'll be lots of touring and, and all sorts of stuff. Don't know exactly what yet. We're still working that out, the full details of it out, but um. It'll be on. Absolutely, brother. Well, uh, man, thanks again for taking time to hang out on the show. Noise Smasher is out on October 25th, and pre-orders are up now. We'll see you and the boys in November, man. Thank you so much for having us on the show, Nev. You're a buddy champion. (laughs) Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 